Welcome to Cockpits and Cocktails, the lively aviation podcast where we talk about all things aviation and aerospace. So please grab a cocktail, let's chill out and talk about some aviation. Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. This is Natalie, Fly Girl Kelly. And I am here with one of the co-hosts, Cooper, the pilot. Hi, Cooper. Hello, hello. So How are you? Doing great. You know, I've spent some time disconnecting and reconnecting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, social media can take up some time. And so I've spent some time in the wilderness and then coming yeah. back. Well, I've been kind of doing the same thing. I, I think you've been camping and I've been camping. It's and cool. It's, you know... People say, well, are you not, because we got like a, a fifth wheel and they're like, are you not flying much anymore? I was like, I like to any kind of travel. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I get the same thing. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not any giving that adventure. up. Adventure is adventure. <laughs> right. I know that. Well, first of all, where were some of your favorite places that you've been to recently? What kind of things well, do you like to do? I have to say, you know, I usually love Yosemite, but I recommend going more in the spring or winter. Um, I I didn't realize how much many mosquitoes are up there. Oh yeah, I've been to Yosemite. So yeah, it was. Gorgeous. I mean, it was fun, and um, it's all the waterfalls are going. But my biggest moment was at Mount Whitney. Uh, two weeks ago, and that was my first high point, as I guess I learned that term, terminology, and uh, that was quite an excursion. (laughs) Was that pretty tough? You know, it wasn't tough as far as the, you know, the, I don't know if you've been there, but the the path, so there is a trail, but the uh, and they've done a lot of work to it that I've heard uh, considering several years ago, but it's difficult because it's all an incline and there are very few flat places to rest except for like trail campground where you, uh, where you can camp overnight to do the rest of the hike. Um, but there's a wall um, and that's the last couple of miles of the hike. And that was pretty intense. And then, you know, you, you you know, you're almost there, but mentally that's where I'm, I'm not kidding. That's where a lot of people turned around and I would ask them, did you make it? And they said, no, we gave up. Oh. And yeah. So that wall really is a physical wall and a mental wall. It's very um, challenging to yeah. keep going at that point, but I did make it. And it was, it was, it, it was a beautiful view. Um, but I was very happy to go as quickly as possible down. But funny enough, usually the trail down can be pretty quick and easy. But because some of the steps are three to four feet drops, oh, yeah, um, it it goes a lot slower. But it was a good, challenging experience. I yeah. loved it. Wow. So how long did it take you? <laughs> well, I, mean, I have we no just... idea what's good or bad, so I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we decided to we went to base camp first to uh, get our calorie intake. <laughs> yeah. And um, then we hiked up about 8.9 miles, I believe that's what it is, to trail campground, and then the final. Um, I believe, I can't remember what the final is, but 
I think the total is about 24 miles. Wow. And I think it took us, um, let's see, it was, it was five the first day to trail campground. And then, um, and then we finished at six thirty seven. I would say about eight, uh, about 15, 16 hours. Yeah. Wow. Total. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is intense. I am. You know, maybe as pilots, we like having these little goals and, and yes. things to do. And I like, that sounds appealing to me. And I thought about, I know some people that have done some, some pretty major climbs like Everest and yes. Mount Rainier. And I thought I would love to do that. I think what I don't want and what I wouldn't love is all the training beforehand. <laughs> yes. Am I supposed to train? We didn't train. <laughs> <laughs> we our training was eating a burger the night before yeah yeah that sounds good so did you actually camp overnight on the trail we did we yeah. did because um it was supposed to be it was really cold and we have we had about 50 to 60 knot winds gusting oh. and so there was a huge sandstorm we were covered in sand uh, we woke up and when we moved it's like you know those movies where people yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we got up and and sand just piled in the tent. It was oh it was pretty insane, but definitely wow. a good experience. Yeah, well good for you. Congratulations. That's cool. And how about you? <laughs> we well, do love adventure. I do. Yeah. Um I have been and you're speaking of dust that I've read some stories about the dust bowl, you know, and mm-hmm. how that that whole thing we uh created but, on ourselves we put it on ourselves but we actually took a trip a long road trip from ohio we got all the way to wyoming and did kind of a a loop went through uh, iowa south dakota saw the badlands and black hills and devil's tower and then we came back through kansas and nebraska got to see amelia Earhart's birthplace um, and it was, it was great. It was a lot of driving. We drove over 3000 yes. miles and 80 something hours being in the car. Cause everything's kind of far away from <laughs> each other there, you know? Yes. So I've actually, dri- I've driven that loop. I've done all of those. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of it's cool worth- stuff. It's just like mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get from one place to the next. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Um, but I thought we would catch up cause you and I have not, done one of these podcasts together and I thought it'd be cool if we just talk about kind of things we're working on or things we're getting excited about and one of those things of course is Oshkosh absolutely well we are all going the all the hosts of cockpits and cocktails yeah and we would just love everyone to come and meet up with us now I am personally going to be kind of running around a little bit because I am limited to three days. Um, I'll be coming on Monday, hopefully in time to see the air show that night. But um, if people want to come around and meet, um, I was hoping that we could have the meet and greet. So maybe we could be able to do that. But I will be doing a meet and greet with Avemco. Um, There. Yes, they're an insurance company for pilots, mm-hmm. and um, that's who I use. And I believe they are a part of, I'm not sure, are they? I think they're an extension of 
AOPA. But anyways, this company is really great. And if you ever do FAA safety wings program, uh-huh. they are the company that give you the wings when you complete basic uh, master and advanced those programs. So they're the ones that send you the wings and also uh, seaplane wings. They're such a really sweet, small company and I love them. And then um, of course, I'm excited about all of us going to Women Venture. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I actually met you in person. So it's like a full circle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't get in until Tuesday. Um, I was hoping to be able to go all week, but you know, conflicting schedules with kids and family and stuff. And I needed to wait to leave until Tuesday. And I'm not sure when Stephanie's coming. Do you remember? I think she's going to be there Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. So we're, we're all going to be there on Wednesday. Okay. We're thinking <laughs> we do a meet and greet on Wednesday. So hopefully we'll post some information about that soon. And uh, we'd love for any of our listeners to come say hi if you have time i know oshkosh uh, you know usually i do something a meet and greet at sporties um, i don't know if i'm doing that this year i really hadn't thought about it i feel like i have limited time uh but it's always been easier yes. to to try to meet people by just kind of saying where you're going to be and then exactly. um versus trying to go here and there and then you're walking you know 25 miles a day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm excited to walk. I, I, that's some workout that I usually don't have the opportunity to get. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but, um, so how many, how many times have you been to Oshkosh? Well, last year was my first time okay. I was sponsored by, um, well, I wouldn't say sponsored. I, I worked for them and helped them out. Uh, my go flight, I had been using their products for many years and they heard about it. And so they hired me to, uh, work with them last year. Um, and that was, that was super exciting. And they're just an amazing little family, um, everyone. And we've kept in touch. And so we're going to be playing a game my go flight night during Oshkosh called where's Cooper. Oh, <laughs> fun. And so if you can find me, then you might get something special. So, uh, last year we gave out a very, one of their big, um, flight bags. Yeah. They're amazing. And so who knows what you're going to get this time? Well, that's neat. So what is that? Um, my go, my go flight. Yeah. What is so that? They're- they're a company, they're based out of Colorado and, um, they make flight gear, you know, all of the, uh, I don't know. I just suddenly blanked, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put, you can, uh, knee boards, flight bags, okay. Okay. uh, travel suitcases, but also the, um, I don't know why I'm blanking the, for the yoke. You can put your iPads on the oh, yeah, all those like attachments and things to yes, tons of attachments, mm-hmm. uh, attachments that you can put your GoPro, but all of those things to make your life easier. They even have an uh cooling pad to keep your iPad cool during okay. during flights. So yeah. yeah, they have all kinds of gear and um they're just always coming up with new items. They're very inventive. Yeah, but let me just pause and say right there, this episode is not sponsored by this. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but 
if they're listening and they want to sponsor, then we will be glad to talk more about their products. <laughs> no, but it is good. I feel like um, sometimes there are certain things that pilots get accustomed to and that really like because you try all kinds of things in the airplane mm-hmm. usually to find that perfect thing. Sometimes it's like, well, I bought this thing, but it does my window is yes. it's curved and so the suction cup won't work. So then I do something else. Exactly. And, and then when you find something you want to tell people about it, right? Yes. Like, I I I mean I mainly use more of their flight um the flight bags and those those kind of accessories. Yeah. Um so that's mainly what I use them for, but they're mainly known for all of their uh, attachments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is your flight bag like? Well, I happen to have all of them, but <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite? It it's probably, you know, I kind of go it depends on what flight I do, but it, yeah. I go between their smaller pro and their bigger one. And the reason I love their bags is um, they really thought out about how you use it and what you put in it. And so when I am there, I've, and trust me, I've tried out so many different bags, um, but there's always something missing. Oh, my transceiver doesn't fit in there, or there's not enough pockets for cords. This one has just everything. And then when I'm flying, um, I also, especially cross countries, which mostly that's what I do. uh, When I'm flying, I want to be able to carry uh, my emergency kits, uh, but I don't want it to weigh too much. So, but there's, they have this special area pocket. I don't know what to call it, but a special place that I can carry all my uh, emergency gear, but all, and then the other section, all my flight gear, and I don't have to worry about taking it in and out and switching it out for, you know, or carrying two bags. Yeah. So I carry it all in one. I just love it. And then it's also great for the airport because I can slip it right onto my luggage. Yeah. Oh, that does sound nice. Well, I think it's, you know, probably every pilot, especially women pilots probably try all kinds of bags because we, we always have, we like things compartmentalized kind of, and you know, certain things in certain places and not just all thrown in together. So find find a good bag and it but it's funny because I have different bags too depends on if I'm flying um you know like uh in a single engine piston versus when I'm flying on the jet then there's a different need that you have exactly Um, but the the survival kit it's funny because I haven't flown actually um in a piston airplane in, in a long time but I had a survival kit as well what do you have in your survival kit well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I, recently, <laughs> I recently did a video on Instagram about it, but oh. it, you know, Instagram only allows you really about eight seconds. So it was a very quick thing, but my main emergency kit is, uh, number one, I want to be able to survive about three days yeah. and I want to be seen. Those are my two priorities, right? Yeah. I want to be seen. I want to be able to survive uh, several days and so my main, uh, equipment is definitely a PLB. Uh, it's, I can't remember the brand, but it, uh, notifies within 30 minutes. And, you know, they say I have, luckily I've never had to use it 
So, but they say within 30 minutes, they'll have search and rescue. Cause some of the other ones say, you know, within 24 hours or yeah. within whatever, this yeah. one guarantees that the message gets to it within 30 minutes and they start sending out help. Yeah. Um, so that's my very important transceiver, of course, but, um, my emergency kit, as far as safety, I carry, you know, the, uh, kit for trauma. Yeah. Uh, first aid kit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then there's these safety blankets. It's, um, mine is for, so I had taken this survival course for pilots yeah. and, uh, a lot of them said, you know, a lot of pilots will carry silver, those emergency silver. Yes, right. Uh, yeah. But the problem is sometimes they can't see that from the air. And oh. so mine is actually an emergency blanket slash red slash fireproof. So okay. if you are, if your plane catches on fire, you know, you have that. And then I have fire gloves in yeah. case I have to, um, yeah. you know do something that with heat, but, um, definitely the trauma kit, fire kit. And then, um, of course I have water, um, things like that. So, and food, a lot of my food is similar to camping food, lightweight, because that's very important. Lightweight. Right. Right. I have, so the PLB, um, for people that don't know, it stands for personal locator beacon. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a GPS device, basically, or like an ELT, portable ELT type. That's device. right. Portable yeah. ELT. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have very similar things in mine. I actually have mine kind of all in like a fanny pack. So, and I just kind of pick up the fanny pack and put it in my flight bag. But I did a survival class too for pilots in uh, Oklahoma City, the FAA. Is that where you did yours or where did you do yours? Um, Mine was here in California, but I have scheduled, I've tried to schedule, but then COVID happened. I had scheduled those survival classes in Oklahoma and plus Mm -hmm. the, um, hyper, what's the chamber? Um, Oh yeah. The, um, hypoxia. Yeah. Hypoxia as well. So that's something cool that people don't know about. They have these free mm -hmm. classes at, at the FAA. You, I mean, you'd have to pay for your transportation there and your hotel there, but you can, they have several classes. They have one where mm-hmm. you practice ditching, like they have a big pool yep. and uh, you can practice that, which actually happened to be broken when I was there. They were having pool issues. So I was not able to do that. Unfortunately, I think that would be a great thing to do, but we also it really is really cold weather and we practice mm-hmm. like really hot weather and things that you would do and need. And then we did the um, hyper chamber where you can see kind of yeah. what it feels like for the ons- the s- symptoms of uh, hypoxia, you know, figure mm-hmm. out what that's going to feel like. And I thought that was really great. I would highly recommend it. Absolutely. And I took um, the suit, I took the ditching and egress with Sousa. Um, and that just, I learned so much. I highly recommend that one for sure, because it, you never know I mean, you just never know if they're, you're going to have to land in a lake or ocean or wherever, yeah. um, but as a seaplane pilot, you know, it's definitely recommended. Yeah. And then I took a little course in Alaska, how to survive in the wilderness there. So I just recommend any emergency survival training 
for pilots. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people think about that. That's true. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of forced landings that they're survivable. You know, they are survivable, but you don't know mm-hmm. where that's going to be. So if, exactly. you, if you land somewhere and there's like no one around, then you need to know how to function and survive in, in that environment, wherever it may be, yeah. make it to safety or, or stay alive till they can find you. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but my husband and I, we have a whitewater rafting company and we always tell people uh, when we take them on trips, this is a save yourself environment. And people need to think that way in uh, an aircraft that if something happens, you have to be able to save yourself. Yeah. You really need those skills. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, that was probably an unexpected conversation, but I think, <laughs> but I think great. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if we, uh, you and I and Stephanie, this is just occurring to me, we did some kind of um, video on what's in our flight bags and I would love that. what we like about our flight bags, what we would like to see in flight bags or things that we find really useful. I think it'd be cool to, to do something like that. Totally off the subject, but (laughs) (laughs) I love it, you know, because my, for me, I'm pretty rough and mine, it just lasts. It, I still don't have any rips. It's just, uh, such good quality and it looks pretty. That's the other thing. Some of them are, and there's nothing wrong with it, but some of them, some of them are very masculine. Yeah. And this one, I feel like it's, it can be either way and it's beautiful. It looks good. It's durable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it serves everything that I need. Yeah. Well, I, I use a flight gear bag because, um, you know, with sporties, I have a fly girl flight gear bag um, that I use when I'm flying the piston airplanes. I don't really need as much stuff when I'm flying in the jet, but uh, I think they're really durable too. But for women, I feel like we want something mm-hmm. other than a black bag that's going to look like yeah. everybody else's. Yeah. I want to know which <laughs> one's mine <laughs> and I'll identify it quickly. And yeah, if someone could make a rhinestone encrusted one. Yes. <laughs> right. Give us some fun colors and things like that. I think that'd be great. I know Stephanie's talked about trying to get a bright pink one made, but it's you know, it's not that easy to, because I've actually looked into it as well. It's not easy to uh, have something like that made. Um, A company can make it for you, but you're going to have to order a certain number of these bags in order for them to, you know, change a whole system of what they're making. People think it's real easy to, well, why can't you just make a pink bag? Well, people are just not going to invest. Companies are not going to invest in a product like that unless they can guarantee they're going to sell a certain amount of, of these, of these bags. So yeah, it's um, if anyone wants to start uh, embark on that and wants to create a pink or something really cool and I'll be supportive of that. <laughs> it's just not super easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. So Oshkosh is coming up and of course I'm looking forward to it. What is your favorite thing about Oshkosh? What do you have to see when you're there? Well, you know, last year I was pretty busy working and, um, and then I had just gotten started on, you know, I got started on social media during COVID. And so last year I, my 
purpose was to grow my audience. But this year, um, I'm really looking forward to spending more time with the people there at Oshkosh and, and meeting, not necessarily networking, just meeting other pilots. Um, and I have some really fun things scheduled. I, if everything works out, I'll be going on a couple of, uh, flights. Yeah. And, um, then I am interviewing a couple of people. And so that's really what I am interested in going. It's more for, you know, the air shows are great, but I really love just being in that community. And it feels like I'm there with family, even though I don't know them, you know, I'm just meeting them. But for me last year, it just felt like, oh my goodness, I am in this whole group of other people who like the same things that I do. And I learned so much too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you usually try to make it to like any kind of sessions or are there certain areas that you, you know, like I love to go see the Warbird airplanes. Are there certain like vintage or anything like that, that you favor? <laughs> I'm actually, I know this is kind of weird, but I'm actually interested in going to those workshops where like yeah. the wood and uh, I think it was laminating. Yeah. I I'm probably never going to build my own airplane, but I am interested in how it all works and going, putting my, um, I like getting my hands dirty and trying out new things. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. That's, um, not something that I would want to do, but <laughs> I think it's cool. Obviously there's a lot of people that want to do it. There's a need to, to have those classes. People are going to them, right. Or they wouldn't have them. Um, exactly. So I think mostly men, awesome. mostly men though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. You know, it's like every once in a while I'll meet on, you know, like a female AMP or a student that's working on her AMP. And I think that's so cool to be able to, to want to know how to put things together and know how yes. things work, I think is, is a great skill to have. Definitely. If I wasn't working on uh, my ratings, I would, I would love to go at least just get my MP just for the experience to yeah. know, you know, like, like I, we were talking about, if there's an emergency and I need to fix the plane. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I would too. I think it's a pretty lengthy process though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. That's a lot of money too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So why don't you get yours and then you can teach me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll try to go make friends with one. Anybody, <laughs> if you want to meet me and yeah. come teach me, um, I'll be at Oshkosh. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Well, I always like to see the warbirds. Like I said, I do enjoy watching. I really enjoy watching the military jets, um, you know, like the F-35s oh, yeah. or um things like that. I just think they're so fast and loud. Yes. I love it when everything just kind of shakes when they fly by. (laughs) I know. I wish, I wish we could get a flight on there. I've, I tried last year. They just laughed at me and smiled and said, Oh, so cute. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Um, Hopefully I can we'll figure out kind of what Stephanie's really looking forward to. And we can share that as well. I know you two have been able to do a few of the episodes without me because I was traveling. I'm glad that you were able to get together and you talked to some cool people and 
I'm looking forward to being on. I'm excited to see Stephanie and you at Oshkosh. I think it's going to be awesome. fun for everyone. I don't know if Stephanie's actually been to Oshkosh before. I don't know if she has. Do you know? I think, I think she has. Okay. I couldn't remember. I okay, think she- cool. I know uh, we're uh, all going to be busy, but hopefully we can, you know, get together and just have a little bit of fun and of course meet some some new people and maybe some new show guests. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. If you're interested, please just reach out to one of us. <laughs> yes, of course. Everyone has a story to tell. So we we like to, to tell it for everyone. What what I would like to do though is because I can make some really awesome cocktails. I would love to do a get together with you girls and do video podcasts so we can, you know, just have fun and yeah. <laughs> I can show off my cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink, but we, we should try to make that happen. You know, plan something. It'd be so much fun. Yeah. That That's would good. Fun. Yeah. And then maybe a meet and greet for everyone to, yeah. you know, come, come talk to us. That talk could still happen us. at Oshkosh maybe. Yeah. 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 We need to figure that out. Great to hear from you. And I'm glad we could make this work in between all our vacations and summer craziness. And we will see you in like a month. Well, thanks, Cooper. We will um, see you soon. And thank you to everyone that listened. Make sure you subscribe to Cockpits and Cocktails. We have some great guests and episodes coming up. Cheers. Cheers.